Hi, I'm Rachel Monteleone and welcome to Kittypedia, the podcast. I'm not an expert. However, I do speak with them with the view of providing you with expert information and advice to help you be the best parent that you can be. Together, let's give children the life they deserve and a positive future. Hello and welcome. Well, at the start of every year, we each aspire to live the next 12 months ahead bigger and better than ever before. You know, it's common that our goals include to live a healthier life, to have less stress, to create more time for the things that we want to do and to increase our savings. Now, what if I told you that one thing could help you with achieving all those four that I just mentioned? You know, as hard as it is to believe and accept, we're actually at the halfway point of this year. In saying this, it's never too late to revisit the hopes and the dreams that we set out for ourselves at the start of the year and finish the year off nice and strong. So, Rach, what is this mystifying idea and notion that you're speaking about? Well, it's all the possibilities that meal prepping um, by freezing our foods can add and does provide us. So to help guide us through and to share some of the inspiration we welcome back one of our favorite guests, Siobhan Boyle, CEO of the, the Good Foundation. Thank you so much for joining us and welcome back. How are you doing? I'm really good. Thank you very much for having me back. And this is also one of my favorite topics. It's, um, it, I suppose it's that sort of um, perception that people have that sometimes freezer food is bad for you. Yeah. And, you know, as we were just talking um, just before we started um, having um, this interview today that about how, you know, we both love batch cooking and how satisfying it is to plan ahead and, you know, be able to sort of portion up those delicious meals so that you've always got something which is healthy and nutritious and homemade in your freezer to pull out at any point to um, feed yourself and your family. So it's, you know, such a, such a good thing that I do and you do. And, you know, I want to encourage more people to do that. And I know that Jamie's also a massive fan and he's a massive advocate of this, um, you know, filling up your freezer and cooking for your freezer too. And so with that then, like, you know, so as you said it yourself, Jamie Oliver is a, a huge fan of planning ahead and using our freezers to help save time when feeding the family um, with a focus on health and, you know, sort of healthy like uh, meals and, and, and everything else. So why do you think Jamie is such a big fan of this? Oh, well, Jamie is all about encouraging people to cook from scratch and when you're making a soup or you're making a chili or you're making a big batch of bolognese, it's just as easy to make it for two people as it is for four, as it totally is for agree. six. And so, you know, that time spent in the kitchen and, you know, buying those ingredients, you can do that once and then you can, you can portion it up and you've got it there. So he's, it's just, you know, ensuring that you know, when you are cooking something, you're getting the most value out of that cooking time, which yeah. is going to give you value sort of more long term as well, which, you know, is a, is a really great thing to do. And totally it's agree. Not, I mean, it's not just about the, um, the cooking for your freezers as well. It's also knowing what you should have in your freezer as well as your ready cooked ingredients. So, yeah. um, you know, knowing what is, you know, what we would suggest to have in there in terms of, you know, your frozen vegetables, because frozen veggies are actually a really good way of getting vegetables into your diet all year round. They're snap frozen. So they're often more beneficial for you than their fresh counterparts. And it's the same with um, 
berries as well. So if you've got, you know, a freezer which is packed full of berries and frozen veggies, you can always whiz up a little crumble or a smoothie and you can make yourself something delicious if you want a little something sweet. But then equally, if you need some bees to sort of serve on the side of a dish or some broccoli or cauliflower um, to add into a curry or, you know, or a vegetarian dish, you've got that there on standby too. So there is a real value in kind of making sure your freezer is very well stocked with not just the beautiful homemade dishes that you've made, but then also those really smart ingredients, which are going to sort of help sort of add additional nutritional value to your foods all year round, which I think, I think it's a total win. And I think people's perception of that, you know, is a, needs to change in terms of, you know, freezer food is bad for you because there are lots of freezer things that are really good for you too. Yes. Look, I think the rewards like far outweigh any disadvantages, which I can personally vouch for as we were just chatting before. I've personally experienced the benefits of doing this for at least the last 10 years. Um, and it means that me personally, I found uh, vouching for this. Um, I think I'm, I'm a lot less um, stressed thinking about what I'm going to eat for dinner tonight and having that as an as a ongoing narrative. Um, and like, oh, it's a chore, you know, because I like you, I love to be able to cook and I love to be able to spend my time enjoying doing it instead of it being that that daily sort of, oh my goodness, you know, thing that every night, what am I going to eat type of thing? I think it's a work smarter, not harder philosophy. Um, and in particular, like, why do you think that winter is a great time for freezing um, lots of different sort of dishes as well? What are your thoughts? Well, because a lot of the dishes we eat during winter are freezer suitable. Yes. Um, so they actually sort of lend themselves to being frozen very well. Um, whereas if you think about what we tend to eat in summer, it's much lighter. It's lots of salad and salad ingredients don't freeze at all. I don't know if, <laughs> if we, we've all experienced the lettuce in the back of your chiller section in the fridge and when it freezes. That's not something nice to eat the same with your cucumber, tomatoes, anything that sort of gets that fridge frost is not good. Um, and so, you know, when it, it tends to be that you spend less time in the kitchen in the summer because you want those easy combination meals that are using the best of the summer produce yes. and they're easy to put together. But in winter, you are using those ingredients that potentially take a little bit longer to cook. You might be sort of using lentils in a dish, which is going to take, you know, they need some pre-soaking and rinsing and then a good 40 minutes of cooking. And, you know, those slow-cooked meats as well, which, you know, are perfect for winter and it's lovely to have them sort of cooking on a slow cooker all day and then you can you know obviously at the end of the day you batch cook batch batch them up into their little sections and um then you can pop them in the freezer but they're more sort of hearty warming rustic dishes which which definitely are much are freezer friendly yeah. um but they're i'm not saying there aren't things you can do to make your your summer freezer dishes better i mean one of the things we love to do and i know jamie loves to do too is getting those real flavor punches frozen in the freezer so freezing making things like a thai curry paste um is a great thing to have and also um, i love to do this it's because you know i you batch it into little freezer bags and you've got it and you can sort of whiz up a thai curry in next to no time so it's great awesome. to have there and actually freezing chilies and ginger and all of those beautiful things which are going to sort of add those robust flavors to your dishes are great to have you know it ready ready chopped in the freezer good to go so you can pull them out yeah and it's the same with herbs if you put them in your ice cube trays and then you can cover them in a bit of olive oil and freeze them they're great for adding to stews and soups and finishing off dishes so you know it's not just your 
um, your frozen veggies and frozen fruit. It's also these other little punches of flavor, which will sort of take your meals up to the next level um, and, you know, enhance whatever you're cooking too. So many possibilities of what can go into the freezer. Um, it, it should become your best friend. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, I, I've just never heard, which I, I'd love for you just to explain again, what you do with the herbs. So you, you have your ice ice cube trays and then you put yes. your um, herbs and they, you cover it with olive oil into the freezer. Yes. Okay. And um, and and it's that's great. So you almost getting these little um, herby 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 olive oil cubes, which then just can melt into your dishes, which are which are just great sort of little flavor punches. That's awesome for things like coriander and those types of things. That sometimes we don't necessarily have growing in our garden, sort of right throughout the year. I mean, a lot of us have parsley um, and those types of things. But is, is that what you sort of use it for mainly? Yeah, and it works really well with basil. You can do it with um, thyme as well. So, I mean, there are lots and lots of possibilities um, of, the, of, you know, the herbs that you can use. But it is, you know, mm. it's just a really good way and a really smart way of kind of having those those things which are ready to go. And another idea um, that we, we suggest is um, doing the same with stock. So if you make a, a beautiful homemade stock as well, um, you can then freeze that into your little freezer cubes, um, into your ice cubes. And then you've got those ready to go just to add into your soups and your stews. And, you know, you can, you know, and that's nothing more satisfying if you made a roast is there. And then you have, you know, you use that's that carpet idea. And then, you know, and with the leftover veggies as well, and you can make this beautiful stock, which can then be used to enrich all of your, you know, your dishes and sort of those hearty, lovely dishes, which we're going to be creating throughout winter. Yeah. Um, every time we get a cooked chicken from the supermarket, you know, there's that bit of juice down the bottom of the, the bag of the, I, I, I always freeze that juice actually as an additional, um, I guess, you know, in, in a little container as, a, as a, an additional um, stock cube thing as well. <laughs> but I know that I've mentioned to you before that overall, I'm really meticulous about, I guess, this meal planning, which is something I'm really passionate about. Um, and in particular, I plan our weekly meals on a Saturday for the next, for the next week ahead. Um, and I sit and make a list of what we're about to eat each day, um, I'll and I'll cook those meals on a Sunday and put what I can into the freezer for the for the future. And I've I've really found that I'm really it makes me a lot more deliberate as to what we eat and planning out the balance of how many times each week we eat. Maybe a balance of vegetarian, chicken, and beef, or whatever it is. And so you actually have a balance, and you think about the week ahead. Um, and by planning ahead, I don't know about you, but I found I reduce the amount of carbohydrates that we each eat each week. I think you can in, in the winter you can fall into the habit of having lots of very heavy sort of meals because you know that's maybe a go-to type of a meal. But when you when you're more deliberate about what and planning ahead, you do actually sort of plan out a, a better balanced meal. I don't know about you, but I that, that I've sort of found that. Um, and so in the end, it ends up being a lot, lot more healthier. Um, and then also I found it sort of uh, helps me save money um, in the sense that because you only buy what you need and you're very deliberate um, with that. And then you're reducing um, waste also. Um, and then I find, I don't know about you, but I manage um, my portion sizes because then um, if, if I want to keep some for the freezer for later on, I'm going to make sure that in, in that respect that I've actually got some for, for later on. Um, and so th there's so many benefits, um, but you, your art or 
your article actually expands on this, which is a great segue to mentioning that we did publish your article titled Freezer Faves. Now, uh, Siobhan, for anyone that hasn't read the article yet, could you please tell us what it's about and, of course, what inspired you to write it? Yeah, no, so um, this is all about, um, you know, why you should cook for the freezer. Yep. Um, you know, the benefits of doubling up, as we discussed. So um, it's got some links to some really beautiful recipes a vegetable chili, which is so delicious. Um, it roasts off sweet potato and it's got lots of yummy spices in. And um, then a lentil and spinach soup, which is super, super yummy and very, very easy. Soups are one of the easiest things to make. And this is kind of nice and robust. It's hearty and fills you up. Lots of protein in there too. And um, then it is also sort of about sort of the, what you know, how long you should store food for, um, you know, and the value of um, those ingredients that you um, can have in your food. Um, so in terms of like that frozen food, as I mentioned, with veggies and your fruit, often they've been snap frozen once yes. they've been picked. So they're actually as beneficial for you as their fresh counterparts. I wanted to ask you about that. So are frozen vegetables as good as fresh? Um, and I oh. wanted to ask you in that, what contains more nutrients? What's healthier yeah. for us? Um, so in terms of it, it, you know, they're very, very comparable. Um, if they are like the snap frozen veggies, um, then they are literally as good for you as their fresh counterparts. But, you know, like with anything, if you are, if you are buying things um, for the freezer, sometimes it, it, they mm-hmm. might have added sugar um, and 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 things in them. So it's always good to have a look at the label and make sure what you're buying is just peas or just carrots or, you know, or just broccoli or just just raspberries. So, um, yeah, no, it's just um, that it's good just to have kind of, you know, your eyes across things when you're looking at buying anything sort of which comes from a packet too. Um, but what you were saying about kind of um, – in terms of, you know, portion control and, you know, sort of, I suppose, you know, getting that range of ingredients. I think, you know, we always teach people about eating a balanced plate when they are cooking. So we don't sort of rule out any food group when we're cooking. Um, it's really important to have that balance of, you you know, having your balance of your carbohydrates and your protein and lots of veggies. Um, we And, you know, your your good dairy sources as well. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, I think, um, focus too heavily on protein. And actually, you know, you do need that balance because you, your brain gets its energy from the carbohydrates. And so a lot of people who go on very high protein diets, you know, can be quite moody <laughs> because they're not getting the um, they're not getting the benefit of the energy from carbohydrates. So, you know, we are we don't encourage sort of following any sort of diet as a as an organization you know we're all about having that balance plate making sure that you are reaching from all of those food groups and getting you know that range of fruits and vegetables by eating the rainbow of ingredients perfect and i also i read also that vegetables um fresh vegetables can lose there's a study and i can send a, a link in the show notes to this as well but they can lose up to 45 percent of their nutrient loss before they sometimes make it to our plate so it's important to be able to eat them fresh for example, things like green beans can lose up to 45% of their nutrients in the first to 11 to 15 days. Broccoli can lose up to 25%, um, peas 15% and carrots 10%. So in particular, these are the types of vegetables that 
typically can be found in the freezer section of our supermarket, don't you think? These are the types of vegetables in particular that we um, we do find are snap frozen and that we can actually use um, from, um, from, you know, what they call sort of harvesting um, right to, to, to the freezer. What are your thoughts? Yeah, 100%. And I think that's the thing. It, it is just that sort of perception of, you know, these are actually really good for you. And, you know, they have been frozen at that sort of point of picking. And so they haven't been transported and they haven't sort of had multiple days on the shelf. And, and yeah, so naturally they do lose their, some of their value um, when they are, you know, when there is that sort of delay between getting from farm to plate. So, yeah, there is there is real value in yeah. you know having a freezer pack full of veggies. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, I'm we're we're massive advocates of that, and we are you know we and it's something we teach our participants too, and it's a great way. I mean, we do teach about seasonality because when we are when you are buying fruits and vegetables in the season, you know that they're going to taste way more delicious. Now, the benefits of peas and broccoli and and your spinach and your berries and everything when it's frozen. They've grown it in the best season. So it's been picked from when it's in the best season. So the flavor of those ingredients and the nutrients of those ingredients is going to be eat as good as your, say, summer counterparts. So if you're eating your berries in winter from the freezer, you know, they're going to be grown in summer. So and it's so you are getting those benefits. So it's kind yeah. of where you can flip the seasonality on its head. <laughs> A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, if absolutely, but if you are buying fresh. Um, you know, we would always suggest, you know, buying in season because of, you know, it's better on your wallet, you know, the flavor is going to be better. And so, and then it's going to be more nutrient dense because it's, you know, being grown in the conditions it's supposed to be grown in. But um, yeah, there is such value in, in buying um, frozen fruits and vegetables and, you know, great ways of kind of um, enhancing, you know, and, and making sure you are getting your five serves of vegetables a day and your two serves of fruit. Cause I, I know that yeah. most Australians don't, it's quite scary. I think it's 95% of Australians wow. don't eat the right uh, enough vegetables that's incredible that's pretty scary isn't it that's that's unbelievable to tell you the truth and that's just the thing I think when we're we're more deliberate about what we are eating as opposed to it being um a chore and or just I guess eating for a lot of people can just eat for for fuel as opposed to eating for enjoyment so I think when we actually sort of plan our meals out a little bit more and and have that um that dedication to to wanting to be healthier uh, and which is something that we that we really do need to focus on now in your article, you shared um, the three top tips how we can integrate meal prepping through freezing. I'd love for you um, just to sort of to go through some of them with us now. The first one is uh, you talk about doubling up. Could you maybe just expand on that for us at the moment? So, so when you are cooking a batch of soup or a batch of tomato sauce or a batch of bolognese, great thing to double mm-hmm. your recipe even triple your recipe or quadruple your recipe because then you have, you're basically spending the same amount of time in the kitchen to then create, you know, multiple meals for the future. So it's a little more time invested when you're cooking. Um, it, it so makes your life so much easier down the line. So, you know, batch cooking is something our grandparents used to do. Um, and it's a great way, you know, especially if you've got an abundance of certain ingredients, you can really kind of, you know, make, make the best of what you've got. And it just means you've always got, 
your family favorites, nutritious meals um, in your freezer, which are good to go. Now, one thing I will say, and one thing that's really good to do. Well, no, I know and, what you're going to say. I actually know what you're about to say, but anyway, yes. <laughs> and just make sure, number one, you put them in freezer-suitable containers because otherwise you're going to be in a world of trouble. But number two, my strong advice would be please make sure you label what you've put into the freezer. So just saying, and, and a date on there too, um, because, you know, um, you know, going, chili can look very much like a bolognese, can look like, um, you know, a the base for a cottage pie. And so then you can be, you know, you can be putting something out again. Well, I think this is chili, could be a curry. And you might get a, a surprise and be serving a potluck supper where you've got a bit of a bizarre combination of, of flavors and ingredients. So make sure you label what's inside, put a date on it, because like with anything, even though, you know, things in the freezer can last for, um, you know, a number of months, you know, they, they do recommend with certain ingredients like meats that they have a sort of particular sort of period of time um, that you can freeze things for. And I don't, I'm sure you found, I know that if I've left things in the freezer for too long, they got start to get that funny freezer taste after a while. They certainly and do. So, you know, it's the same as your fridge. It's the same as your pantry. You kind of need to sort of circulate things to make sure that you are eating the last thing put in first. Um, and I'm, I know I'm guilty of it. We kind of look at our freezers and we kind of put things in and you have this really abundantly full freezer and then you pull out the, the last thing you've cooked first. And then, you know, you'll be like, oh, well, I think this might have been from a year ago. So you know, it's good to put dates on, make sure you know what it is. So then, you know, you are able to pull out multiple portions of bolognese if you need multiple portions of bolognese or you know if you've made some pizza sauce um you know a lovely fresh tomato sauce that's another great one just to have on standby in the freezer as is pizza dough that's another great thing to make and freeze because when you batch cook up a make a big batch of dough you've got uh, freezes brilliantly and so instead of reaching for your takeaway hotline you've got you know, dough in the freezer, you've got your sauce in the freezer and you can be having, you know, pizza on the table um, for supper um, on a Friday night, which is homemade. You have total control over what you're putting into your food and it's going to taste way better than any takeaway. So, you know, great things to have on standby in the freezer too. And how long um, can you freeze meals like soups and stews for them? Um, it really does depend. It depends on whether they contain meat or not. I mean, different there they have varying sort of shelf lives in in the freezer but um i would say sort of three to six months for a lot of things you know some things can freeze up to a year but anything with meat in it i would be sort of airing on that sort of three to six months timeline just so that you know you are avoiding that freezer burn that you get on certain ingredients which isn't so lovely and just uh, picking up those sort of older freezer flavors which you don't want to yes yeah i, I know what you you mean i mean i guess it's the whole idea is to be able for, for us to be able to save time but at the same time keep it within sort of relatively the same season would you say as you said within that sort of that three month period would sort of make sense yeah three to six months and you know you can I know that you know people do push it out for longer and the 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 wonderful thing about the freezer is it's not going to go off but it's just it 
the, there are just the other effects that it's going to have. So of in course. terms of just you know, it starts to sort of denature the sort of dish slightly and and pick up those other other sort of negative things from leaving things in there for too long. So it's just good to sort of keep that on rotation. Um, and you know, that makes it more exciting too, because you know, once you're getting to that point that you're you're looking like your freezer's getting a little low again, you can have a, a batch cooking day. I love to do that. I love to kind of go, right, I'm gonna cook multiple dishes and get them into the freezer. Yes. So as, as you've just mentioned, that, that other, the other points you pretty much covered, which is, um, you know, uh, back back to basics and frozen in time. And we've really sort of, um, I guess, highlighted the, the nutritional value in, in veggies that are snap frozen, which is awesome. Um, and then I'd love to know, like, personally, what are your go-to uh, meals uh, to freeze in winter? Like, what, what, what do you like sort of freezing? Well, I love to freeze... Um, big batches of chili. I love making big, I love making lots of curries. So lots of slow cooked dishes. Um, I freeze a lot of soups. I freeze a lot of tomato sauces for pizzas. Um, I basically sort of, I make them freeze a lot. I'm actually, um, I was saying, I've got, I've got some soup on the go now and most of that's going to end up in the freezer. So it's, it's those dishes which can be bubbling away all day and, you know, are more of a labor of love. Um, and and they can then you know sort of easy to double up so I've you know made a sort of quadruple quantity and then that will sort of get ladled into these wonderful little pour and store bags and that will go into the freezer of course labeled up and uh, and you know be good to go for for lunches and suppers um for the next couple of months so um you know that's they're my go-tos and as I touched on earlier I love curry paste so it's flavor those flavor boosts for dishes so that I can whiz up a curry and next to no time like a Thai curry because then you've just got to add, you know, you, you put that into the pan with your other ingredients, some coconut milk, and you've got a really beautiful base and you just add some you know, fresh chicken and, and some beautiful veggies and you've got a meal and next to no time. So it's also about time saving, not only sort of you're saving time now, but it is those little quick things and people say they have no time to cook. And that's one of the biggest barriers that people present with when they're coming into our programs. Um, this is a great way of going, well, actually, you do have time to cook because melting a bit of pre-made curry sauce, you've already, you've already got in the freezer. And adding something to that, anyone could do that. So it just it's just a little bit of preparation, a um, little bit of planning, making the best that batch cooking just to to um you know speed up your your future life so you're just making your future life better really oh, and guaranteeing totally. you're getting that range of nutrients totally agree and in, in the article we've got some um, wonderful recipes as well um some links through to vegetable chili lentil and spinach soup tomato based sauce and, uh, as you mentioned earlier the thai green curry um and some stock and a few others. So um, we'll have all of that stuff in the show notes. And Siobhan, this has been a really, I've, I've loved this chat. As I said, I'm a big advocate for this for so many reasons. But if you personally were to summarize, I guess, the key messages for anyone watching and listening today, what would it be? So um, get yourself batch cooking, double up, um, make sure that um, you put your ingredients and your food in labeled labeled to freezer safe containers so that you are able to identify all of that beautiful stuff that you've made um, don't forget there is real value 
in your frozen fruits and vegetables. They are packed full of the same nutritional value as their fresh counterparts. And um, don't forget those flavor boosters too. So not just a batch cooking, but those flavor boosters that are going to sort of enhance your dishes like the curry paste and freezing chili and garlic so that you will always have something good to go and to enhance your beautiful meals at home. I, look, I advocate and support everything that you've just said. And the last thing I just want to finish on, there's nothing better than going to the freezer and then going, oh, and you've already got that meal already there. There's nothing better than taking that out and defrosting it and having it and, and knowing that you don't necessarily have to cook that night because you've already done that, you know, a few months prior so there's so many benefits to it it is a wonderful feeling uh, especially when there is a label and you know what you're going to be eating as well yeah 100 <laughs> percent. otherwise it makes life very interesting but you know, like, you know, you know <laughs> nothing wrong with that but you you know that it's going to probably taste delicious and it's going to be packed full of um, great ingredients because you've made it from scratch so um yep. you know even if it might be a little bit random you know that you're probably going to have a <laughs> something super delicious too well, as always, I love chatting with you, Siobhan. Thank you so much and for adding so much value to all of our viewers and all of our audience. Um, and we'll have um, links, of course, to the Good Foundation in the in the show notes. If they've got any questions they want to find out about any of your programs, whereabouts can they find you guys? Absolutely. Um, come to www.thegoodfoundation.com.au. Um, that has all of the details about our wonderful programs that we deliver. So that's Jamie's Ministry of Food and Jamie Oliver's Learn Your Fruit and Veg. Um, we go into preschools and primary schools with Jamie Oliver's Learn Your Fruit and Veg. We have community-based kitchens and online programs with Jamie's Ministry of Food. And we'd love to see every single Australian coming through our programs um, so we can empower people to cook home, home-cooked beautiful meals from scratch um, so that they can make those better choices ongoing for themselves and for their families. So Ultimately, we want to reach every single person in Australia with our programs. And, you know, we'd love you to join us on our journey too. And thank you so much for having me on today. It's always an absolute pleasure to talk to you. And um, I love your, the passion that you have for our programs and what we do and food, of course, because we've got a shared interest in the love of food. So, you know, always lovely having a conversation with you. And um, yes, I look forward to having a chat again with you next week. Can't wait. Until then, take care and enjoy your soup that you're going to batch freeze later on as well. (laughs) Wonderful. Will do. (laughs) Bye. Bye. I'm Rachel Monteleone and you've been listening to Kittypedia, the podcast. You can have full access to Kittypedia by visiting our website at kittypedia.com.au or following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube. We're all here to help make the world a better place for our children and for generations to come. You can start today by helping us reach other parents by going to Apple Podcast, subscribe, rate and review this podcast. Thank you for listening and be sure to give my love to the kids.